I've learned to live in appreciation over expectation. Oh, that's beautiful, so. man. Hey, yo, what's going on, fam? Thank you for liking in again. Today, we have a very special guest, someone who's very genuine. His name is Joey, and he's so many things. There's so much to say right here, and I'm so excited about this episode that I will let him tell you guys about what he does and who he is, and then we'll pick it up from there. I'm sure this episode will be one of the best on the podcast, so thank you, Joey, for coming on the show, man. Oh, I'm excited to be here with you, TK. This is this is an honor on my part. And like you said, that brief conversation we had prior really sparked me up. <laughs> so <laughs> my name is Joey Drollstake, and I'm the founder of IFGT Life Coaching. The IFGT stands for It's Frickin' Go Time, except it's not usually the word frickin' in there. <laughs> but that's truly <laughs> what it is, you know? And, and my whole purpose of my life is I work with people to help them create a life they don't need a vacation from, you know, to, by creating financial freedom through monetizing their visions and their dreams to open up a life that doing work that they truly love. In other words, expanding outside of the conditioning and patterns and paradigms that so many people live within. Let's get right into it, man. I mean, tell me a little bit about your background and everything that you've been able to achieve thus far and how, you know, this change happened. I grew up, uh, TK, I grew up outside of Detroit, Michigan, in a very low-income, blue-collar family. There were five kids. My mom and dad stayed together till death do you part. And, you know, they both worked full-time, and they struggled my entire youth. I watched them struggle financially. I saw how that broke down their health. I saw the impact it had on their relationships and their time. And I remember at nine years old thinking, man, something's not right here. Like, this isn't, you know, I'd go to a friend's house, and it was like a whole different energy. And I was like, man, why isn't it like this at home, you know? And, and so I knew it wasn't right. But in as much as I knew it wasn't right, I carried that same conditioning into my adulthood. And I struggled financially. I struggled in relationships. You know, I struggled financially regardless of how much money I earned. And at the same time, I just couldn't break that. And I didn't understand what it was. So I was just repeating my past is what I was doing. You know, I was repeating what I... I like to, I used to say I was repeating what I was taught, but I was really repeating what I learned. And those can be two different things. Mm -hmm. And so at 22 years old, I heard this speaker, his name was Jack Boland speak, and it just lit this ignition in my soul that I wanted to spend my life inspiring and motivating people to live better lives. But through that conditioning, I was taught that a man gets a job, supports a family, and hopefully lives long enough to enjoy some life in retirement. So I started a career in corporate America that went 28 years with degrees and, you know, I ended up as a vice president of sales. So I, I really climbed that ladder and did what I thought I was supposed to do. And breaking out of blue collar into white collar was, you know, I thought I, that that made me somebody special and stuff. But throughout that in 28 years, you know, at that age of 22, I began, a, I became a student of the works I do today. And it was continuous. And I wanted to break away from corporate America. I couldn't stand, I, I was good at what I did, which was added more confusion, but I, I couldn't stand doing that. I had this bigger purpose for my life. And through that whole process, I kept learning, growing. I get, you know, coaches, I go through programs and all that, but I kept hitting against that wall of fear. And I thought I was doing something wrong. And it wasn't until later after situations happened in my life, a divorce, a dwindling of a 401k, my dad passing away a year later, my mom passing away, and all of that in a tight period of time. And I just thought, man, I don't want to live like this anymore. Like, you know, all this stuff is taken away. And here I am stuck with the one thing I most want to get rid of, this job. And at that time, before then, I had gone through the secret. I had gone through all this, you know, all the, all the positive thinking stuff and everything. And I'm telling you, man, I tried to, like, I really believe that you could positive think your way into a better life. Hmm. And I believe that with all my heart and soul and put everything I had into it. And it just left me 
it left me disappointed. And then after all of that stuff happened with my mom and dad and everything is, is when I started going a little deeper even yet. And I started looking at, at the conditioning. You know, we can think positive, but if our conditioning, our subconscious conditioning to be specific is what directs us and how we go. So once I understood that and found a coach after all those years, within a six month period of time, I ended up getting my first of multiple coaching certifications. I ended up doing workshops. I had three clients. I resigned from that six figure income in corporate America to step out on my own. I found a house in the mountains of South Carolina where I always wanted to live by waterfalls and trout streams. And, and I moved into it and I have since replaced my income, but also the value, the quality of my life has gone up 200% or more. I mean, it's incredible the difference in getting to live. And that's what I help people do today is getting to live through their passions and purpose versus living through that conditioning that kept me constrained and keeps so many people constrained for so long. It takes a lot of guts to make that kind of decision because it's unfathomable for me even to you know be thinking about that six figure salary and that kind of lifestyle and the luxuries that come with it and just saying no to that and being able to say, this is not who I am, this is not for me. And so maybe I should look elsewhere and live the life that I'm meant to live, right? You talked about positive mindset and I have this question for you. If we flip the thing around, how do you break from the negative mindset? So really like, you know what, when I do workshops, one of the things I'll tell people is, how many of you would ever speak to another person the way you talk to yourself? And how many of you would ever let another person speak to you the way you speak to yourself? Yourself. So mindset is critical. Without a positive mindset, we wouldn't achieve anything that we desire to achieve. So in shifting that, and, and this is the thing, what took me years to learn how to do, my clients are achieving in weeks now. I mean, I've put it into a package where it allows them to make those shifts. So I have tools that I use to help people because first off, there's steps to it. First off, there's awareness of it. There's the awareness of how we talk to ourselves. You know, and so often, TK, is people, I'll talk to people and I'll go, hey, what, did you notice what you just said? And they'll go, yeah, and they'll get like bothered by it. And I go, wait, 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 celebrate that. Because your awareness of it is the first step toward redesigning it. So when we go through that process, the first step is the awareness of it. The second step is shifting it as far as like what we want to do. Okay, I'll talk to a lot of people who quit smoking, okay? Mm -hmm. And they'll just quit smoking. Sooner or later, those people end up smoking again because they haven't put anything else in the place of it, right? So the habits that we have, the conditioning we have, unless we shift it out for something that we do want to experience, it finds its way back in there. So we have to shift that. We have to put other processes in place. We have to put other thoughts. We have to put other words. We have to put other things in place of it. And I'll give you a quick example. I explained financially to you and growing up the way I grew up and struggling as long as I did. The way I shifted that, is I ended up utilizing tools to shift that thinking from you. I'm sure you've heard the saying, money doesn't grow on trees, mm -hmm. right? That was one of the big ones I grew up with, you yep. know, or who do you think we are, the Rockefellers? And, and yep. there were a bunch of them. Yep. Those became, there is so much financial abundance available that every living, breathing person could have more than they could ever use. And there'd still be an unlimited supply that money literally grows on trees because it's paper. <laughs> that became my new story. That's how I set that in motion moving forward. And I'll tell you, throughout the process of doing that, I went from having thoughts like money doesn't grow on trees, who do you think you are, stuff like that, to all of a sudden like, yeah, this is, I mean, I want $10,000 to buy a Jeep or something like that, it'll come to me. And, and, and all of a sudden I could start believing in those things. And all of a sudden they started happening more. But how? Can you dive a little yes. bit deeper into that? 
Absolutely, Kenzie. <laughs> Let's go. So here's what here's the whole process of creation, manifesting, what you know, whatever you want to refer to it as, is we have a conscious mind, mm -hmm. right? The conscious mind is whatever we're focused on. It's the thoughts that we entertain. It's the words that we use. It's what we watch on TV. If we watch CNN, constant negative news, then that's what we're absorbing through the conscious mind. Okay, that's what the conscious mind is focused on. So many people get stuck on focusing on the fear, doubts, worries, the what ifs, the things like that that happen, that they never spend time on the other side of what could be. Okay, so that's the conscious mind. It just, it's whatever we're focused on. The subconscious mind, all it does is absorbs whatever the conscious mind is focused on. So if you're, th if somebody's thinking, you know, again, constant negative news, fear, doubt, worry, things like that, that's what the subconscious mind is absorbing. When somebody starts shifting that and starts thinking positive, that money story, when I went from lack to, a, to, to thinking that finances are abundance, the subconscious mind starts absorbing now. And then the subconscious mind, which is, I, I refer to it as a motherboard, is what utilizes the body to carry out the actions we carry out. So when somebody's experiencing life of limitation, lack, fear, doubt, worry, all of that, when they shift the conscious mind, all of a sudden they're focused on something different. The subconscious is absorbing something different. And all of a sudden the body's taking actions and things are showing up and things are happening in people's life different than it was prior. One of the examples I can give you on this is a lot of my clients when I start working with them, you know, they're people that want something different than what they're experiencing, which is a human condition, right? Mm -hmm. We want to continue growing and expanding in our life, but they're holding themselves back by the limiting thoughts and beliefs and behaviors and things like that, right? Yep. So one of the first things I do is I help people create a dynamic vision. And I do this, TK, whether it's an individual a group i've been to corporate organizations and i help them you know i without planning and i kind of specialize in helping companies that were in bankruptcy or going through bankruptcy to come out that other side back into profitability and one of the things i learned to do is start out right away get all the crap out you know what's all the problems what's this what's that why is up you know all the why's of why we're in this situation get all that stuff out of the way and then let's create a vision of what it looks like back into profitability. For somebody's life, what's it look like getting away from a job that you can't stand going to? What's that other side look like? Where is it that you love to go to, where you love to put in your time and be creative? Once we have that dynamic vision, one of the things I do is help them start bringing that to fruition. So can you see where somebody that's focused initially on the problems around them, and they're experiencing more of those problems around them, when they shift into what's possible for them with a dynamic vision of their life and what they could do, be, do, have, give, create, and experience in their life, all of a sudden their focus is someplace different. And so all of a sudden the experiences through that conscious, subconscious, and the body, they can start experiencing differences in their life. We think that we think, but we never give positive thinking that much of an importance in our day-to-day -day lives. That's probably because we're not conditioned to think that way. We're conditioned well, to think fear yes. to be afraid of you know the unknown to be afraid of getting out of our comfort zones because it feels comfortable and warm and we're used to whatever we're doing on a day-to-day -day basis so it feels good and so most people i reckon stay in that position their entire lives it's good enough kind of thinking with it and stuff True. And, and really when we and, and part of the thing i do is when i can help people start accentuating the positives so many of the negatives take care of themselves we don't have to put focus on it but like you said we're taught the squeaky wheel gets the grease 
We're yep. taught to look for problems and fix those. And, and so people spend their whole life fixing things. I've taken clients who are like in real estate, a CEO of a corporation and such, a, you know, salespeople is a big one, is real estate I'll use as the example, okay? It's, mm -hmm. it's truly an entrepreneurial business. Yep. But so many people are slaves to it, like a job. They work 24 seven, it's all they do. They lose time with their right. family and this, and right. all these other things and stuff like that. And what I, what I help people see is when you're spending so much time in that area, I call them two different categories. I call it the spinners and the crushers. The spinners are those people who work excessive hours. They take um, uh, massive actions, they, they're exhaustive efforts. They just go, 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 nonstop and everything. And they usually end up receiving minimal effort, if any, or results, if any, out of that. Mm. The crushers are those people, the 8% of the people who truly achieve their visions for their life. They're people that live a relaxed life. They live calm and confident. They have more fun. They typically have more money and they just, there's a flow to their life. They're the people, TK, that seem like they put in minimal effort and get huge results out of it. And they really do. And you think that comes from the right mindset and positive thinking, putting your gifts to work? The entire process that I've developed, created, and, and teach people is called SMT, which is subconscious mindset training. Okay. You know, which is really about all of these avenues combined together. There's, you know, the subconscious, the conditioning, the patterns and paradigms, which paradigms are habits of belief. There are habits, mm -hmm. you know, it's looking at those, you know, and, and making shifts within those. That, and it, they're not hard shifts to make. Now, like I said, what took me years to do and then figure out, it takes my clients weeks now and they have these breakthroughs on things. But yeah, think about this. In one of the workshops I do, I have a slide and it shows a fly against a pane of glass. Okay. okay? Mm -hmm. and, and we've all seen that, right? That fly is trying desperately to get through that glass right. and go, go, right. go, go, go. And that's what a lot of people do. That's what that's what the spinners do, right? They go, 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 go. Eventually mm. something's gonna work out and it's all gonna come together and they just exhaustive efforts. It really upsets me when I hear coaches talk about you. If you want something in your life, you gotta take massive actions. Because how many massive actions ever lead to massive results? What I teach my clients and work with them on is you take inspired actions. As you take inspired actions, you can you know, put in this much effort and get huge results. So that fly on the window, that's go, 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 go. Eventually we see that fly dead on the windowsill, right? Right. And that's what a lot of people's dreams, visions, goals are for their life. They end up dead on the windowsill because they're just exhausted and burned out and you know, trying to put it together like that. Later on in the workshop, I'll show that same slide, but then I'll circle at the bottom where that window's open about this much. If that fly would just drop down, it would be free, easy, easy peasy. It could actually use less wingspan, you know, to drop down and just take off and be free. And that's that's a, such a perfect scenario for what we're talking about right now, because when people slow down, when we're doing 150 miles an hour spinning through life, we don't see the opportunities. We don't we don't pick up like the oversight of hearing somebody say something that's an answer to what we're trying to achieve. We miss all those signals, those intuitive signals on what to do. So, you know, inspiration, inspired actions is a big part of what I do. To take, you know, our intuition and everybody's intuition works perfectly, but it's only as loud as our willingness to hear it. Can you repeat that? Our intuition, it works perfectly in every living, breathing human being. But it's only as loud as our willingness to hear it. Word up, so man. when I take people that are in these 5 a.m. clubs and stuff and they get up at 5 and they do this at 5.30 and they do this at 6.30 and they do this and their whole day is set like that. 
those people are going so quick, they don't have time to get in touch with that, to hear that as they're going through their day. Going about life in a calmer pace, slowing that stuff down. I have taken one in particular, multiple, but I have one in particular who reached out to me uh, last year and, and she was crying. I thought there was something the matter with her, TK. And I go, what's going on? And she goes, Joseph, I, I just had to call and tell you, this past year after working with you has been my most profitable year in 18 years of business. I've made more money than I've ever made. It's the only time in her entire 18 years that she took five weeks vacation. When I talk about that, you know, people, I can always see them kind of look up like, yeah, okay. But mm. when I tell them, you know, you can experience improvements in your business, improvements in your life, whatever that those goals are like that. And at the same time, have greater balance to truly enjoy all areas of your life. People think I'm full of it when I tell them that. How, then how do you I start explain that though? How do you explain the fact that, you know, like you said, when you take a step back, like that fly that has to lower its pace, lower its productivity because it's going full pace. And now it's, it's getting, you know, to a certain calmness and serenity so that it sees the actual opening and it can flow through it. How do you explain the fact that this person who's for the first time in 18 years has been able to do all this and still succeed? How do you really make sense of it? What we did was slow down. She was working so many hours and her mm. business was kind of spiraling down when I met her. And, and when I first talked to her, TK, she said, Joey, I don't even think I have 30 minutes a week for a coaching call. I'm so packed right. with my time. So somebody living in that mode, how are they going to be open to receive anything that's different, that's changing stuff? Because they're just spin. Like I've seen that over and over with companies in bankruptcy as people get going with exhaustive efforts into things and not accomplishing anything. It's almost like they're spinning their wheels out of fear. I have another real estate client I worked with recently who was in that 5 a.m. club. And I don't mean to rip on anything and stuff like that, but he was so structured. He didn't have time. He was working two jobs and then he has real estate company. What kind of advice do you give to that person? Just you have know, who are down. like I, so I, stuck in their ways and they're like, I gotta do this. I gotta wake up at five in the morning. I gotta have two jobs. I gotta start a company there. I gotta take calls as, as they come and I can't stop because this is the only way to make it and this is the only way to achieve my dreams. How, what do you tell that person? Well, it works every single time, TK. And, and here's the thing. I only work with eight clients at a time. Right. So I don't herd people through my program. Yeah. So I have that I can dedicate that time to each of the clients I'm working with to help mm -hmm. them through that process. Because it's never the same. Even though they're both in real estate, it was not the same for, for both of them. You know, what I did was got to a point in, in, in talking to them and, and getting through the, because we get that sense that if I follow this 5 a.m. club or this structure, if I follow this structure, then I'm doing good. And so I just, no matter what I got to stay with the structure, stay with the structure, stay with the structure. When I can help them see the structure is actually handicapping them from truly achieving what they want to achieve with a lot more ease. I do that through an entire process, but part of it starts again with a vision. When somebody creates a vision, when they get a dynamic vision, and I have tools that road mapping that tools to help people do that. Once they get that vision, all of a sudden their perspective changes and they're willing to open that up. You know, we, we all believe we know what we know and that's what's right. best and things like that. So right. challenging that, one of the things I tell people a lot, I say, the reality of our life is make-believe. Because the reality of our life is based solely on our perceptions. Right. So if somebody's not enjoying their life, if they're not living in fullness, if they're not achieving what they truly want to achieve, and if they feel like they're settling or things like that, all you have to do is shift your perceptions and your reality outside will change.
That's the good news. Yeah. The bad news is nobody can do it for you. You have to choose to do it yourself. You have to step into it. So I do a lot with when I'm dealing with people as far as a beginner mindset. You know, instead of looking at what you know, look at what else you can learn. I help them become more open with perceptions and things like that to look at the reality of the results of what their perceptions are giving them, what it's delivering to them. Once I can get somebody to tie into that, even just one time with one area of their life, all of a sudden they start becoming open to looking at the other one. And through the process I work with people is how we go deeper into it. You know, we'll grab something that's kind of shallow and mm -hmm. shift that, shift that perception, see a different reality, and then we, and then people are willing to go deeper. So it's, it is an entire process. And again, I said that about I don't hurt people through my programs. When I first started getting coaches, like going out and getting coaches back in my 30s, late 20s and 30s, I thought, man, somebody that's working with 150 people, they got to be a good coach. Mm -hmm. And what I realized through that process is I was one of. Yep. I wasn't the one, I was one of. And mm -hmm. I mean, TK, I've spent tens of thousands of dollars on coaches to feel like I was in a pond with you know, all kinds of others. Right. And that's the reason why my coaching is set up the way it is and why I coach the way I do is I work with eight clients at a time. And then when I'm complete with one of them, then I'll open up a spot for somebody else. And I do it that way. I'm not concerned with. Yes. And that allows me to give that person the support that they desire and deserve, really. Okay. I do have one question, which is in practical terms, say that real estate investor or some other person when that person is so stuck in their ways in a sense that they think they have no other choice but to live the way they do how do you respond when they tell you i can't do that because the more i have the more i make you know well and here's part of the thing i think it gets a little bit confusing and, and, and there's people out there coaching like this and stuff i don't ever tell somebody what to do you know i tell my clients when i start working with them TK, i don't have your answers I'm really freaking good at helping you Fine. get access to your answers. They don't come from me. So even the person at the 5 a.m. club and things like that, when we were talking the first within the first two weeks, first week we're talking and he said, and he was bragging about it really and stuff, you know, he was kind of yeah. excited he was doing this and it was an achievement. And I go, that's great, that's great. And the second week I go, how are you doing? He goes, man, I'm just dragging him, you know, this and that. And so we got into the 5 a.m. club and I, saw, I brought it up and I started asking him, what are you getting from that? And what is it costing you? And when we went through that, and you know, you said get up at 5 a.m. and do readings and stuff like that. And what he decided to do is he now gets up at 7 or 7.30 and he feels great throughout his day. And one of the things I said to him that day is he said, you know, I get up at 5 a.m. and I do this and I do this and I do this. This is the second week we talked and this and this and this. He goes, and I accomplish more by nine o'clock than most people accomplish all day. And I go, oh, that's cool. He goes, do you do that? And I go, no. I go, I get up at 7.30 and I accomplish everything I need to accomplish every day. And he goes, wow. And I oh. think that's what started turning the wheels, but it's true. I get up, you know, this morning I got up, I woke up at like quarter to five in the morning and I was like, man, I'm ready to get out of bed. And that's what happens to me sometimes because I'm excited to get the day going, you know? Right. I was excited for this conversation with you and I got up and I read and meditated, did all, you know, a bunch of different stuff, you know, beyond what I normally do because I had the time and stuff and it's just been a great, morning but there's other days i get up at 7 30 and i still excited to get out of bed and that day is a great morning too it, it's what happens is so many people want to structure i had a talk last night i was on clubhouse and they asked me to speak on this and it was all about leaders versus followers 
And what I said is we're all leaders. We're all born leaders. Right. But what happens is we get that conditioning. We're growing up, you know, and it's like, Joey, put that down. Joey, don't touch that. Joey, right. get away from that. Joey, you know, and we get that. And then we go to school and it's Joey, right. pay attention. Joey, you know, do your homework. Joey, do this. And, and, and it just continues on like we go to church and we're taught to be followers of what they're teaching and stuff. Mm -hmm. But inside of ourselves, and this is what took me a while to understand in my 20s, but inside of myself, when I quit just going to church and looking at what they said, and I started looking into it myself, I gained a whole different relationship with my God. It's a whole different perspective. It's crazy. Very much. And so we all, we're all born to be leaders. But what happens because of conditioning, one of the quotes I love, and I never say it right, TK, but I love that Marianne Williamson says this. She says, we're not, we're not afraid of being powerless. That's not our fear. Our real fear is how very powerful we really are. Hmm. And people are afraid of that because for me to step outside of the conditioning and really take a leadership role, even just in my own life, it's going to be uncomfortable. I'm going to have to do things that are uncomfortable, but we can't get uncommon results by taking common actions, by taking the same action over and over and over, which is instilled in that programming and conditioning of living through structure like that. So many of my clients want me to structure how much time they're going to do. And I go, I don't, I don't do that. You know, part of the thing, even though I do like career coaching, things like that, I, I don't write resumes. I don't practice interviewing. I don't, I work on the insides. And once you tap into that, you don't need to practice anything. You know, you do branding. I'm sure part of that is is you help that person see within themselves what it is that they're, and, right. and that's how it comes out. Right. It's about them yeah. in the end. It's not about me. Yeah. And so many people want, want somebody to say, okay, do this and then they do that and do this and do that. You know, that's why you have so many people following the cordons and things like that, that, okay, if he took steps A, B, D, and then C, then that's what I'm going to do. But it doesn't work that way. And I tell each client I work with, I'm not telling you my path because it doesn't freaking matter. Yep. Your path is your path. Your path is unique to you, just like my path was unique to me. I spent $30,000 on a six month coaching thing one time and I was going through it and I found myself three weeks into it, getting up at 5 a.m. I was doing my meditation and stuff like that in a set time. I was jumping in the truck trying to hit the gym by seven. I was, you know, this, I was doing calls. I was doing all this stuff and everything. I, my girlfriend finally said to me, TK, you're miserable. And I didn't realize how I fell into that pattern of wanting to follow his process of what got him there rather than identifying mine. Today, I live my process. And whatever you do is great and I support you and I believe in you and, and everybody else and stuff, but my process is mine. And it takes some effort to do that. So somebody, you know, you had asked early on, what if, what if somebody is just stuck in there, you know, in it and they're, they're not budging? You know, I do a, which I'll bring up and anybody listening can take advantage of this, but I do a 10 minute call with people and I help them identify three unique inspired actions to them that they can take to start living a better life. I do that on the call. And part of the thing I'm looking for on the call, is this somebody who's, who's not in a situation they want to be in, but they're not really going to do anything to change it? Or is this somebody who's in a situation they don't want and they're willing to do something? That's what makes that difference in what you talked about. And the people that don't want to do anything different, they get their three inspired actions. They can walk away, apply them as much as they want to their life, you know, bring about change. And they're unique to each individual I talk to on the phone. So it's not like I have three pattern answers I give everybody. Yeah. And then the people that are willing to do something different are the people I take to the next stage of talking to.
Got it. Okay. That's how you decide who's ready, basically, and who's not. You know? Like I said, the perceptions, you know, the good thing about it, we have the power to change those anytime we want and experience life differently. The bad news is only we can decide to do that. That's absolutely And I true. spent a lot of years trying to save everybody I came across and help everybody I came across and everything else. And I did a lot of spinning my wheels and running into walls and feeling disappointment because I'm on the phone with somebody and they're crying, but they're not willing to do something different. That I just ironed that out right away. On my podcast, I talk a lot about minimalism. I also talk about um, slow living and the slow living movement. You know what I mean? And I do. I just actually started learning about slow living. I started diving deep into it. I heard about it before, but you know, I wasn't ready, I guess. And now I am. And so I'm starting to learn more about it. I'm starting to talk to people more about it. For me, for instance, success is not making 100K a year, but rather having a lot of time on my hands to go to the beach, to record podcasts. And this is what I want to do. I don't want to be working six days out of seven. I don't want to be working 40, 60 hours a week. I don't want to be doing that. And, you know, when you talk to coaches, most coaches, at least, like you said, the Cardones and whatnot of this world, they will tell you, well, you basically, if you want to be able to afford your lifestyle, you'll have to put in, you know, 60 hours a week or whatever, and you have to wake up at five and you have to do this and that. And I've always felt like that was bullshit. And that's, I think, the reason why I stumbled upon minimalism and slow living. And when you learn about these lifestyles, basically your whole perception changes because now you're actually taking the time to do the work because I feel like we all have a purpose. And it's actually, for me, a responsibility to use what I know and what, what I love and my passions to make this world a better place. But on the other hand, it has to make me happy because I can't just make others happy and be miserable myself. You know what yeah. I mean? I do very much in, in, in that slow living and things like that. Like I call it inspired living. You know, that's that's right. what it is. It's going at a pace where you're opening that up and, and all of a sudden things are showing up to you. Opportunities, um, ideas, things like that. I say that saying about not work another day in your life, you know, and people take that as a sales slang and, you know, yeah. saying, and, but it's really true. You know, I was in corporate America and I work 10 hours a day and it would kill me. You know, I, I'm just doing my first movie here. It's about a 40 minute, 30 some minute video. And then I, I did the whole write up for it. I did all the manuscript. I edited it. I, you know, went through, I did the filming and set it up. And now we're going through the editing with B-roll and all. Like it's the first time I've ever done it at this level. And I'm really, really excited. But I was in here from 10 in the morning until midnight doing the manuscript and filming and doing parts of it and things like that and everything and not one bit of it felt like work like I did not want to leave you know right. that night I was I've been in here till one in the morning doing this stuff and it's not it's energizing it rejuvenates my energy rather than drain it and I was in here the other day doing stuff with it and I was thinking about this and I got in here I didn't even know the time went by like it did I got in here at 10 o'clock in the morning it was 8 30 at night I missed a call I had at six o'clock and stuff and I just thought man when I was in my job in corporate America, I drug myself to work. I had to drag myself back to work after lunch. One o'clock and two o'clock and three o'clock. I were counting think, the I hours, wish I got man. sick or something so I could go home. I just can't stand being here. And it's not like that now. So when I tell people like you cannot work another day in your life, I put in a lot of effort. I don't work though. It's not like work used to be. My work mm. is redefined into living through creativity. And the real estate person who did the best year in 18 years, and the guy who had the two full-time jobs and then he was trying to, to steal time to put into his real estate, within a month and a half, ended up putting 50% of his time into real estate, adjusting the other two. And within that month and a half, 
of his income in real estate towered over the other two combined. These changes can happen so quick in our life. And earlier this year, in January actually, I did a, a series, a five-day series on myth-busting for entrepreneurs. And I took a lot of the things you were talking about right there is you got to trade off your life. If you want to be successful at being an entrepreneur, you got to trade off your life. I would not be doing what I'm doing today if that were required. I wouldn't be. I would have just lived it out in corporate America. Right. I had a belief and my vision was that it unfolds and I'm impacting millions of people's lives and I have the processes running and people are experiencing incredible transformation in their life. And I started with that and it just has continued to unfold. Not that I haven't run into hiccups. In last year with COVID, before then, I was on the road like 40, upper 40 weeks a year, like 47, 48 weeks out of the year. And I was speaking and I was doing workshops and I was just all over the US speaking, Canada. And, and so when COVID hit, one after another, after another, after another, everything just dropped off. Yep. And I was like, oh my God, I don't have any. And I didn't have an online presence that much because I've always been in person. I love being in person Got with it. people mm. and things like that. So trying to maneuver through that and everything. And honestly, TK, there was a time in 2020 when I thought, man, maybe this isn't supposed to be. Maybe I should go back and get a job and go back. And I, and I didn't act on it at all, but I just had those thoughts. And within two days, four people, three days, I'm sorry, within three days, four people contacted me. They had no idea that was my thinking. And they just shared the impact I had on their life. One of them was the impact I had on her husband's life. And she was just thinking about it. She wanted to reach out and just out of the blue like that. And that from there, I was like, That's it, it kind of brought me going. back in tune, which was, is what happens. We can hear those things when we're going at a slow enough pace to open up our intuition. From there forward, all of a sudden, all this stuff started happening. Online presence starts happening, website redesign, this and that. I ended up creating my own funnels rather than paying. All this stuff ended up happening to put me in the situation I'm in today. So it's almost like, and this is one of the other parts of this, it's almost like when something happens like that, thought of that, you know, like maybe this isn't the right thing and stuff like that. People can use that to halt them from achieving what they want to achieve, right? Can you see where in that moment, Maybe I would have opened up a, you know, the internet and started looking at jobs in the area or something like that, and it could have led that way. And then I'd be working back in a place I couldn't stand being in. Now even more bothered that this, my perception is that this didn't work out. Getting that shift in that boost there allowed me to re-energize back into my mission and my purpose, and I ended up getting to experience what I got to experience with it. That's pretty insane, man. I went pretty much through the same thing. I'm a freelance, so I've been working this way for about three years now. And you know, when the pandemic hit, I started thinking the same thing. I had doubts about my career path and the path I chose for myself. I was like, maybe in a month or two, I'll probably start looking for a new job or whatever. And then I got a DM on Instagram from someone who just listened to my podcast and who was like, yo man, like I really love your show especially this episode, it was like about relationships and whatnot. And they were like, keep going, man, never stop. And I was like, just that feeling I got when I felt like I helped someone. And so basically I just stuck with what I knew. And like you said, I don't know how long after that it happened, but within less than 10 days, I had like a new client and then another one. At first, you know, a lot of companies cut out their, their marketing budgets, but then they realized this pandemic was probably gonna take some time before we go back to normal. So a lot of people, probably like yourself, who didn't have a huge presence online, were looking for people like me who would give them new branding, a new website, whatever like it is that they wanted. 
And so I started getting like lots of clients and I've worked with thus far about 60 companies, man, or like companies or individuals within like less than two years. So that's huge for me. Oh yeah. You know, I didn't expect that to happen. And so, like I said, sometimes those moments of doubt, it's important to take a step back and to rethink and try to listen to what life is basically trying to tell you. If you take that time and step back, then everything is going to fall into place if you do it with honesty. You and I just told the exact same story with different scenarios. It's the exact same story. You know, one of the things that I always refer to God as blue and I don't do it because it's my branding color, which it is. And blue is my absolute favorite color and things like that. The reason I do that is so often I'm having conversations like with what you just spoke right there. And I'll say, well, where did that come from? How did that happen? How did that happen? How did that happen? And at some point always, TK, the person will say it came out of the blue. Right. And that's that other part. Yeah. But now let me ask you this. When you had that thought of, well, maybe I should go back to work and you started spinning your wheels, doing everything possible, trying to save this thing. Do you think that you just had those same opportunities show up and you didn't notice those as being what they are and stuff? Well, no, I don't think so at all, man. No, you no. made me, you know, go back into that period. I really think about my mindset at that point. When you have doubts, you're kind of down because now it's something that you love is being taken away from you. So it can get scary. Scary, it can get upsetting, it can get resentful, it can get all those emotions going that just tower us down. And so what happens is people will get those emotions going and they'll try to surmount them or change them by putting in more effort. And all they're doing in that effort, even though they're trying to do the opposite, all they're doing in that effort is feeding those things, which brings them down even more. The real estate agent with the best year in 18 years, she was spending all of her time just trying to keep up, let alone turn things around. Her business was dropping further and further and further with more effort and activity she gave. So there is the part about backing off that, but backing off that alone, backing off, slowing down and and, and enforcing a positive mindset. It won't work. I've tried it for years. It doesn't work. It doesn't net the results that people want to achieve. Mm. It's got to go into the reprogramming of the subconscious. It's got to go into the retraining of that to the shifting patterns, paradigms, things like like another example I'll give you. So often people will find what they call their flaws, what paradigms, patterns, things like that in them. You know, like I said, I don't refer to them as flaws, but a lot of people do. So they'll look at those things and they'll beat themselves up and they'll want to, you know, do something about it and change it and everything else. But again, all the effort they put in is feeding that. Those things are not coming up to trap us or hold us back. They're coming up to be repatterned and released because we no longer need them where we're going. But when somebody dives into, you know, to doing something about those to overcome them, all they're doing is making it even stronger. Having a process that helps people truly shift and release those things, put something else in its place is how we go forward with ease, calm and confidence in bringing about what we truly desire. Does that make sense? Yeah, man. It does make a lot of sense. And it explains so many things that please have happened in my life. You know, you're putting words on things that you probably have no idea that went down with me. And and now they're making so much more sense. You know what I mean? We're going full circle because we're going back to what you said at the beginning of this talk. It just shows that the power we all have. And it goes back to what you were saying about, you know, we're not afraid of being powerless. powerless. And that's exactly what we're getting at right now. It's like when you switch that paradigm or when you switch your habits as well, because you do have to switch your habits if you want change. 
I'm lost for words to be honest because it's <laughs> like everything you, you just said is I mean I'm gonna have to listen to it like at least 10 more times because it's like this is a free coaching session so thank you so much for coming on and on behalf of the listeners because they're gonna be picking up on so many gems there are things that you know everyone who's listening everyone who's who's gonna be stumbling upon this talk are gonna be able to apply into their own personal lives and if they want to take it further obviously they will go and seek your help because i feel like there's so much that we can just discuss like this is going to take maybe days of, of talking right a question i wanted to ask you actually before we went into all this i want to know like how do you feel about you know not just coaching but mentorship and how do you reckon we can implement this a little bit more into our you know youth and into people in society as a whole great great question god if i gave you a, a something ahead of time and said here's why i want to make sure we talk about this that would be one of them wow. i didn't give you that so this is awesome this connection we have here tk is yeah so part of my whole thing is i have a i have a plan for a nonprofit organization that i've started but very small compared to the growth of how i see it, the vision of it is going into high schools and work with 10th, 11th, and 12th graders. And instead of figuring out what you're gonna to go to college for, to money that you're gonna make and all of this and everything else, is what is that purpose? What's that passion? What is your unique gifts and talents? What are those things? Start tapping into those things so they have a clearer understanding so they can go away and do whatever it is to bring those forward. Somebody can work with me and bring about a total life change that they'll never get from a university degree. Even a doctorate degree, they won't get 100%. the knowledge. And they can work with me for less than the cost of one semester of college. You know, they don't teach this stuff in college. I was always taught that the best coaches have coaches. So I work with a coach consistently in my life. And the reason I do that is because I want to keep growing and expanding. I don't want to stop right. at some level there. And right. so when I work with different coaches, I'm working with one right now specifically to marketing because of what happened in 2020. And I don't, that's not my expertise. So working with somebody to help me learn how to do that. But in 2020, I tried to pay somebody to do it. And I spent $10,000 and walked away with nothing at the end of three months or whatever it was, where now it's like somebody helping me to grow that and understand that myself so I know how to apply it to the different areas. So working with a coach, here's what I would tell people based on my own experience. If you look into coaching, you know, when you can, you can learn everything I've learned. It's not unique to me. It's not like this knowledge is only available to me. What I've done where I bring value is not just in my gift of that, my wheelhouse of helping people get in touch with that, with their direction from their own internal GPS system, is I put all of this together in a system that helps people get results right from day one, immediately through the, whichever, you know, what, whatever avenue they choose to work with me on my program and things like that. So that's, that's the unique advantage I bring. So what I would tell people is don't look for a coach that's boasting that they work with 100, 150 people at a time, stuff like that and everything, because you're just one of the number there. You know, I've sat in those groups where I didn't even get to ask my question to anybody because there were so many people in front of me that were talking and things like that, you know, talk in the, in the calls and stuff like that. You wanna make sure you get connected with somebody where you matter. It bothers me when people go into coaching to create a million dollar business or a billion dollar business and right. coaching is their avenue for it. That's not what coaching is. Coaching is where you're helping people one-on-one -on -one to really integrate the changes so they experience that transformation. And if you can't help them do that, then you ought to give them their freaking money back. And that's a guarantee that I offer to people. If I can't get you beyond the results you're expecting, I'll give you your money back at the end. 
Wow. And I'm very confident in doing that, TK, because every person I ever talk to, I do a roundup call with at the end, says, man, this is this is worth way more than I paid. So I ask if I can get the difference and they always tell me no. I've not had one person say yes yet. So, wow. <laughs> but they do continue to work with me. But the other thing I would say mentors, I, I do mentor. I help people like that. I work with different projects and things and through the Chamber of Commerce and things like that to mentor young business people. What I would say to be aware of, look for somebody that's going to help you find your path, not put you on their path. Right. Because it'll never work out. It can't work out that way. You're not that person. They're not you. So there might be some likenesses and things like that, you know, but but overall, if you don't find your own path, you're going to be a follower your whole life. Right. And the followers are not the people. You know, I talked about all the hours of effort I put into when I was doing the filming. What I didn't tell you is every single Monday for me is fun day. I used to hate Monday mornings and Mondays going to work in corporate America and stuff. So every Monday I'll go out hiking, fishing, motorcycling, jeeping, you know, some take my dog out, just spend time with a girlfriend, whatever. But every Monday is fun day. And my Fridays are usually float days. So I don't do coaching calls on Fridays, but I'll leave it reserved and open for other things that come up that I want to achieve and things like that. So it's not that set in time like that. So th there's so much freedom in getting into that, accessing that internal leader and following that process than there is in anything else in being a follower, following somebody else's path in any of that. So yeah, I'm a huge advocate of both, obviously, <laughs> but, but part of it is just hiring a coach to hire a coach and think that that's going to change your life you know you want alignment of somebody that's been through where you're at but not to follow their path to have them help you open up your path does that make sense it makes perfect sense man and that was like a really good golden nugget the part where you said is probably going to sound weird it's actually not weird at all you know a lot of people mistake coaches and mentors for idols a coach is not a, an idol it's someone who's gonna help you find your own path not someone who's gonna show you the path it's a, it's yes. a huge difference yeah that was that was beautiful the way you just said that you're absolutely right a coach is not an idol a coach is a service right that's there's a big there I'm, man i never thought of it in those words that was great hearing you say that thank you now let me ask you this question and this is more on the personal side of things I've heard you talk on one of other appearances that you had a 25-year-old son. How do you juggle between these two worlds and how do you not get lost between, you know, what you do and keep the relationships with your loved ones genuine? It's funny. When I was growing up, my dad was the kind of guy that would, at dinner time would whistle. And if you didn't hear the whistle and come home, you're in for it, you know? So he, he, he was kind of a nice guy with, with a heavy stick kind of a thing, you know? And so when my son started, when, when he was young, I started out like that. And it's funny because I had somebody tell me, you know, be his coach, don't be, a, don't look at it as you're his dad. Look at it as you're his coach. And that's how we started out. When I first started coaching, I wanted to coach everybody in my world, Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I did, and I had to learn that. Yeah. I would start telling like people I talked to and I go, oh, you shouldn't say stuff like that. You should shift that and you should do this and you should do that, you know? And they'd be like, well, who the hell do you think you are, you know? And, and so I learned it, but I, I have to tell you, like I have the most incredible relationship with my son better than I ever thought was possible. I have a, a great love relationship in my life and it's, it's my twin flame really. And it's not like I have categories. I don't have work category and then my son category and my girlfriend category and my friend category. I don't. It's all my life. 
You know, I mean, it's just my life. They're all my life. And what I do is I've learned to live in appreciation over expectation. Oh, that's beautiful, so, man. Like even now, I meant to do it this morning. I forgot as soon as we hang up, you just reminded me of it. I wanted to send my son a text and say, man, I'm so proud of the man that you are. And I'll do things like that. And I just, and, and that's what it is, is I just, not always, <laughs> not yeah. always, you know, but I live in appreciation like, and it just flows, you know? There's times I work a lot of hours, like I said, doing that filming and stuff. It's mm -hmm. not work to me because it's exciting. But at that time, I didn't talk to my son and I didn't, my girlfriend had to call and remind me to eat because I got some, you know, sugar issues I deal with and stuff like that. So she called and said, did you eat? And I go, no. Hour later, she goes, if you don't go get something to eat right now, I'm going to, you know, bring something over to you. And she's an hour away. So like things like that happen, but it, it really, TK, it's really just all my life. That's and what happened, man, like, it seems like you found your balance. And, and I have a, hundreds of clients who live the same way. And so what happens is it just flows from one to the other. And sometimes I talk a lot about balance, right? When, like that real estate agent who's working 24 seven in their business and stuff like that. It's not like that, but there's times it can get kind of busy with work stuff. But then there's times it can get busy with play stuff. You know, I took my girlfriend, we jumped on a motorcycle earlier this summer and we took four days and we just rode the Blue Ridge Parkway, which is a beautiful scenic route. You can go for multiple days. It's hundreds of miles and stuff like that. And we just, you know, we got to do that. So it, here's what it is. So often we look at this or that, right? I can become an entrepreneur or I can spend time with my family. Mm. I can I can have a business doing what I love or I can have the income of a job. And it's never ever this or that. It's really this and that. I can make all the money I need to share and grow and build and do all the stuff I want to do while I'm doing what I love. And I'm evidence of that today. It's not easy though for a lot of people finding that balance. And that's why you need a coach in your life. Whoever is listening and who's in this position, this is exactly the reason why you need a coach. It's extremely hard to balance these things out. Like you said, the work play balance is extremely important. We all need some downtime to be creative. And yeah. the fact that we live in a society that's constantly pushing us to keep busy. And I feel like a lot of people find a lot of pride, you know, when you ask them like what you've been up to and they go like, ah, oh, I'm busy. But like today, there's a, a busy culture. I'm busy means I'm successful in a sense, which is definitely not the case because if that you're that successful, you can take some time off, right? You just went full circle, whether you realize it or not, TK, you just went full circle in that. Because you started out by saying, it's not easy to get that balance and, and this and that. But then you went right into what causes, what takes away the ease of that, is we go by society. We go by, you know, they have a friend of mine mm. who used to say over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, I'm busy, busier than shit. And that's how he would be. And that's how he lived his life. It can be very easy to live in a balance, not my balance, but whatever your balance, whatever somebody, you know, yep. whatever they're, it can be very easy, but we have to, again, subconscious mindset training. We have to deal with the underlying part that's making it not easy, that's making it hard to achieve and get to. And that's the conditioning. It's what society tells us, it's what we're taught growing up. It's the patterns that we follow over and over. You know, some people live 90 years. Other people live one year 90 times and they just keep repeating those same patterns over and over and over that they're no longer serving them. They never move toward realizations. And one of the quotes I absolutely love, Wallace Wobbles, I believe it was, he said, thinking is the hardest work in the world. That's why most people don't do it. And Jeez. it always kind of makes me kind of smile a little bit, but thinking about it, we think, okay, we have thoughts all day long, but really, would a thinking person go to a job they can't stand day after day, year after year, decade after decade, with the carrot being retirement? 
would a thinking person be in a relationship that's not honoring them and it's negative and, and draining and things like that and stuff? Would they stay in that relationship like that? Would a thinking person do that? Because a thinking person, somebody with knowledge, people live in ignorance, fear, doubt, worry. And all I mean by ignorance is lack of knowledge. When somebody gains knowledge, a thinking person is going to see what's possible for them and they won't freaking settle to live in that. Hmm. They won't settle for balance not being easy because they'll know it's possible to do with these. Yeah, life is much deeper than most people think. Thinking is definitely the hardest thing in the world. We've built a society that's actually made it so much easier not to think. So not only is thinking super hard, but now we don't even have time to do it. The system is built like that, but the system is us and it's on us to switch it up if we think that it's necessary. And it is. You're absolutely right. And we are taught to be robots. Hell yeah. I love that movie, Forrest Gump. Have you seen it? Yep. I love when he starts running. Uh-huh. I think it was his mom passed away. Yep. Something happened and he starts running. Yeah. And he hits the other coast and he has this whole huge crowd of people with him. They have no idea why he's doing or anything. And then he stops and they're all disappointed. None of them had any idea why he was running. That's what society teaches us. We go to school and then we go to college and then we get a job and then we, you know, get a family and then we, you know, following that process of those things. And what happens is we don't know any better. See, this is the thing. My mom and dad struggled for my entire youth, but they didn't know any better. They didn't have the tools available to them then that we have now. So when I started following that same process in my adult years, I could look into things and thank God there were things like the Wayne Dyers and the Jack Bowens and the, you know, it was before Tony Robbins days, but people like that, that were coming out with this stuff. So I had some tools and a place to turn to because prior there wasn't that. I mean, there was, you can go all the way back thinking grow rich and stuff, you know, way back, but for them, it wasn't as prevalent as it is today. Today, somebody living in that conditioning and, and all you gotta do is say, am I truly fulfilled in my life? And if you are, keep going. But if you're not, there's avenues and there's things you can turn to today. There's a plethora of information and tools and coaches and things like that that's available that right. you can step into to start building your knowledge. In other words, start building your thinking mind so that you have more options other than being stuck. Very well said, man. Thank you. And it's crazy. I mean, you've dropped so much free game on the listeners today. So I can't thank you enough because this has definitely been one of my favorite episodes. I've been doing this for two years. It's oh, hands I'm down. honored. Again, thank you so much. And one last question. What would you say to someone who's struggling with all the questions that we've touched on throughout this episode? What would you tell them to do? And where would you tell them to start? Sure. You know, like I said, I mean, there's plethora of information available. One of the things I offer, if this touches anybody or sparks a question, or even if you disagree with it and you want to discuss it, you can reach out to me. Anybody can reach out to me at coachwithjoey.com. So it's C-O-A-C-H-W-I-T-H-J-O-E-Y, all one word. Dot com, coachwithjoey.com. And they can schedule a 10 minute conversation where we'll get on the phone. We'll talk about whatever it is, where that current state is, what's possible. I help everybody that I get on that call with to identify three inspired actions that they can take to immediately start living a better life. So they can hang up the phone and apply those. And anybody can schedule that 10 minute call at coachwithjoey.com. This has my times available. I keep slots available for that and such. And they can reach out there. And I'd love to have those conversations. 
Awesome, man. There you have it, folks. Thank you so much, Coach, for all these gems. Thank you for coming on. PK, this was absolute honor having this conversation with you. It's it's so funny the connection I feel with you that you know that it's not like we've talked before or built into this. It's just right. really Likewise, incredible. Man. I'm honored to get this time with you. Thank, Thank you. you, man. Thank you so much. Well, there you have it, folks. Thank you for tuning in again, and until next time, peace.